It is another edition of Mini Chirps, and uh, in this case, Mini Chirps, two for chirping, they're kind of one and the same, and we have a, a repeat guest. It's the next signing for the Cyclones, Matt Cairns, a defenseman Cairnsy. Uh, you were, of course, with us on the two for chirping podcast uh, earlier this year. Fans haven't had the chance to talk to you in a couple of months. Very excited to have you back in Cincinnati but what have you been doing since? Last time I think we talked to you, you were talking about, you know, being on the cottage, hanging out with family. Has that kind of been what's going on the last few months? Yeah, it's, it's been uh, usually what's going on. Obviously, uh, the training and, and everything during the summer uh, has been going great. And I, I'm feeling great. But during the spare time, a lot of cottage time, a lot of golfing. Uh, I've been spending as much time as I can with my friends here because, you know, obviously during the year, you, you don't get to see them as much. So, I've uh, just been taking advantage of that and, and uh, really enjoying my summer. Taking advantage of the views too, man. You're at this uh, picturesque, nice little place. You got one of the best views from anybody that's called in. So, um, I, I mean, how much – now, you're not at the cottage right now. You're just at home, right? Oh, yeah, just in my backyard. So, it's not uh, – nothing nothing special, nothing crazy. It looks like a nice backyard. Um, you know, you mentioned it too, though, talking about how you got to hang out with them now because once October hits, you're – full steam ahead. Was this past year any different for you? I know some of the guys like yourself that were coming from college to pro, uh, I feel like maybe it's fair to say a struggle could have been going from what, 30, 40 games, whether it was Cornell or UMD to all of a sudden playing 70 to even 80 games almost when you factor in the playoffs. I mean, that is a big leap. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely, uh, it was definitely an adjustment process last year. Um, and I, I've always said this, I think the coaching staff and, and the players, the leadership group did a great job, helped me there. Um, and it's going to be a little bit different this year too, because uh, last year kind of went to obviously the process of going to Buffalo rookie camp, main camp, and then Rochester and then down to Cincy. So it was, uh, it was definitely a lot of camps for that first month um, in September. And I, I, I will have some camps, but definitely not as much as um, I did last year. So it's kind of, it, it is nice to know exactly where I'm going and, and, and you know, kind of now what to expect. Um, but it's still, it still is a little bit, you obviously get nervous and you, and you get excited for the start of the season here coming in about a month. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to ask you about that, Karen Z, because I know you're kind of an open book about things, which is great. You reference all those camps and obviously you're going into this year a bit differently. Last year, when you came to the Cyclones, you were on an AHL contract now you're on an ECHL deal, but it sounds like it was still important for you recognizing that, hey, it doesn't really matter what the contract says, whether it's three letters or four letters. Here in Cincinnati is where I'm going to get the most development and then ultimately over time get back up to a three-letter league. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's I, I honestly learned I, – I think I've learned that over the course of my career, but especially this summer um, kind of deciding – you know, with, with it, it is good to have a lot of options, obviously, because you want to be able to to know <clears throat> to have a choice and be able to put in that research and everything. But it's also <clears throat> having a lot of options. There's uh, there's so much going on. And, you know, I at the end of the day, it came down to the contract or the place that I'm going to is not really going to get me uh, where I want to be. It's going to come down to what I'm doing every day. And um, I, I just noticed that when I was in this process of deciding where I was going to go, it was kind of really weighing down on me and I, I wasn't able to focus on my training or focus on really what mattered most. Um, and then once I was able to get that out of the way, I felt like it, it really took some weight off my shoulders and I was, I was able to just focus on what is actually going to get me to that next level. 
It's interesting you opening up on that. Um, you talk about it weighing you down. I mean, that's one of the things like when, when a fan watches hockey, I think it's very quick to look at all the physical aspects of it. And obviously when you're watching the game, you're kind of looking at nothing but the, the physical element, skating, shooting, hitting, fighting, whatever. But there's such a mental element of this game. And it sounds like even for you, you were recognizing that this summer, we were talking a little bit before we hit record here, you know, it wasn't like you put pen to paper May 4th, the day after our season ended. This is something you took some time on. You're a smart kid. The schools would indicate that where you've been, um, which means that you think things out. You, you kind of make those calculated decisions. But uh, to your point there, it sounds like this in some ways was, you know, it's a time of year where everybody wants to relax and enjoy themselves. I'm sure you've done that. But at times, maybe it's a little difficult because of the emotion that goes in with trying to make such a big decision. Yeah, for, for sure. There, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, and I think, I think um, over the course of the summer at the start of the summer, I was kind of just being patient and really letting uh, everything play out and then kind of started in the past month or so to kind of narrow it down and, and see where I, where I wanted to go. And then obviously at the end, at the end, the main conversation that I have to have is with my family. At the end of the day, it is my decision, but they are um, the people who are going to help me the most. I believe, and they're going to guide me on the right path to what, to what I want. And then at the end of the day, then I'll make my decision and, and we go from there. Well, I know your parents come out to a bunch of games. They are uh, as big a supporter of you as I think I've seen any hockey family of their sons. One thing is you mentioned how important that is to you. Well, now let's kind of shift into the here and now. So thankfully for you, that, that part's passed. You're signed. You are coming to the Cyclones this October you look at last year, Karenzi, you were plus 21 on the team. That's a stat that not everybody really looks at, but it's so important because it shows that, honestly, you're not on the ice for a lot of mistakes. You're more often than not on the ice that uh, when you are contributing to a goal, even if you didn't always get a point for it, you may have been the lead pass and it was just there were three touches after you before the puck went in the back of the net. So learning about your game and now having gone through the professional season for a whole year, what I mean, you look back on on a stat like plus minus, is that something big for you? I, I think you kind of got a reputation as well for being more stay at home. Is that who you are? Are there other layers of this game that as you're getting into those offseason workouts and ramping them up, you're, you're starting to recognize or, or more layers? I guess you want to peel back as you go into year two as a professional. Yeah, I, I definitely take pride in, in that, that stat for sure. It's obviously um stats are flawed and, and that's a flawed stat as well you could you could easily um hop on the ice for a goal that you had no no point in or or you're on the ice that you didn't have any mistakes on but over the course of the season those type of stats are gonna they're gonna even themselves out um and it, you know i do i do i wouldn't say i'm a, a crazy stay-at-home defenseman but i'm not somebody who gets up in the rush i, I just want to be somebody who's so steady and so solid um that that the coach can rely on and put out when, in in really any situation um, not that I'm going to contribute contri crazy offensively, but I'm going to be able to help there offensively. Um, and then if that offensive chance doesn't happen, you know, you know that coming back in the D zone, I'm going to be able to um, have my guy or be able to help out my teammates in, in that sense. So, you know, I, I've definitely learned a lot of that, even even in my last year of college at Duluth um, and, and coming into last year of what's really going to make my game grow and, and get my game to the next level. 
a lot of people forget this, but when the season started last year, you were not only the youngest person on this team, you were one of the youngest players in the entire ECHL entering in at 23 years old. Um, what I think is so exciting about your game and coming into season two is we watched before our eyes, myself, the fans, you mentioned the coaches, Jason Payne, Alex Bezerra, like you were a different player at the end of the year than you were in the beginning of the year, because, and, and I know we've talked about it some, like, look, let's admit it. There were, there were some rough ones in the beginning. I, I think back to honestly, first face off here against Indy. Um, and that was a really tough game and you were nothing like that player by the end of the season. So I think that's, what's so exciting is how quick you were developing and knowing that there's even more layers. But if we go back to last year, when did you start noticing that shift? Uh, you had a two-game call up to Rochester as well. I'm not sure if that was just a, a really big confidence boost for you, but I feel like even before then, you were starting to grow, and it was like week by week there was like another wrinkle that we saw that that wasn't there before. So uh, for you, where was I guess that that clicking point, if you will, uh, of just hitting this this growth spike? Yeah, it was definitely around that call time, and like you said, even a little bit before, um, I, I hadn't really talked to Rochester, and I hadn't really. Um, obviously I hadn't been called up yet. And then I did get called up for those two games, but I really just started to realize, and especially my first pro season, it wasn't about <clears throat> uh, how many times I got called up or how many games I played in the NHL, in the AHL or, or whatever. It was about how did I feel as, did I really feel that I was getting better every day at, no matter where I was. And I was playing a lot, obviously in Cincinnati, which helped, which helped tremendously towards that. But it was more of the sense of, I'm really just focusing so much on myself that none of that stuff, like, like being called up, I really even thought about, or, 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 um, or, or really, I guess obviously I wanted to, but I didn't really even think about it because at the end of the day, I knew I was doing everything that I, that I needed to do that I possibly could. And then if I ended up getting called up, I got called up. If I didn't, then you know what? I, I knew I was getting better and I knew I was doing everything that I possibly could. So. I think you were doing what a lot of guys were doing here though. And that's just kind of getting dialed in at the ECHL level and the rest takes care of itself. Right. So, I mean, you, you look at this team and, and here's another, you know, I, I've been using the word exciting uh, or excited a lot to describe you returning. But um, I think another layer of that is you're returning and you're going to look around in this locker room. And instead of being the rookie, looking at a bunch of rookies or veterans that you've never met before. Now you're going to look at a dressing room that is, I mean, it's really, really close to being the same exact team. Uh, there's a ton of guys that are coming back. The defense core looks like it's almost the exact same. How much of a benefit is that in terms of having consistency in the dressing room? Yeah, it's huge. I was actually talking with some of the guys like Viver and, and Louie and obviously Eggie as well. And we were just saying how, how huge that is coming into this year. And we, we were thinking back of how the start of last year, nobody really knew anybody um and and now we 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 know what to expect and we know um kind of how the start of the season works and we can kind of i guess help out with the coaching staff with getting that culture or that um that team that team aspects uh in place and it just helps with knowing and knowing the way guys play and knowing the, the way that um what to expect at the start of the year so it, it really is big you talk about culture and uh our first player signing this year was was Justin Vive and I asked him about culture and he gave this like three minute answer which is awesome it just shows how passionate he is about that as we get to the end of, of our conversation here Matt you're talking about it and it's like yeah we have all these returning guys so we can all help shape the culture and you mentioned helping the coaching staff 
shape that culture. And I think that's really important too, because in the midst of your first year and a bunch of other guys' first year, Jason Payne and Alex Bezzera were in their first seasons uh, as an assistant coach for Bez and a head coach for Painter. How important is it to just be on the same page with those guys too? Because I think that's the really uh, another interesting element that I think we'll see come into play this year. I mean, you're looking at the Cyclones team and saying it's about the same as last season. Well, last season's team barely got into the playoffs. I think there's a feeling this time around, though, that this team is going to be so much better because they've learned from all the the mistakes and and the um, I guess bumps along the way, if you will, uh, of having a rookie season together as a team. Yeah, it's going to be huge. We just touched on that before, and obviously Painter and uh, and Bizarre being back is huge. That was something that definitely factored into my decision, my decision heavily. Um, you know, I, I remember getting off the phone with Painter when I when I decided to to sign with the team and I, it just felt like the right decision as soon as I, um, as soon as I signed. And I, and I think that just goes to show with the culture that we're going to have. And I, I think um, obviously Painter and Bezerra are going to, going to bring forth the culture that they want us to have. And then the guys, the returning guys, and even the new guys as well are going to do their, do their best to enforce that and to be able to uh, even grow that culture over the course of the season. Last thing I'll ask before we let you go, Matt, is uh, you're coming back to Cincinnati. We've talked a lot about this team. We've talked a lot about inside the dressing room, the coaches. How about the fans? Um, man, you were here for some of those really, really cool games. You know, uh, think of obviously, you know, first face off uh, Thanksgiving Eve, 10,000 fans. End of the season, we had like 10,500 in the building. Uh, you know it better than than any visiting team because you called Heritage Bank Center home for 36 games. How cool is it to be back in Cincinnati and know to have this great fan base? Yeah, it's amazing. That, that was also another thing that factored in my, my decision. Uh, fans are, are a big part of the game. The fans of Cincinnati are amazing. Uh, they were there for us from start to finish, even in some games when maybe we weren't playing our best or some stretches we weren't playing our best. They were always there. And, and those special games, we do have a lot of fans, like the Thanksgivings and, and the first faceoff. I'm, I'm so excited for those games. And, um, I'm just really, really excited for the atmosphere. And I think hopefully this year we, we can give them even a little bit more. So, well, it's going to start with those fans in the house for first face off on Saturday, October 29th, the Cyclones hosting Iowa puck drop at seven 30. And you can go to cycloneshockey.com to get your tickets, get to see Matt Cairns and the various cast of returning Cyclones, along with some new players, which we'll continue to announce here this off season for now, that's going to do it though, for this edition of mini chirps. Karenzi, thanks so much for taking the time, man. I hope you enjoy the rest of your summer and uh, can't wait to see you here come October for another season of Cyclones Hockey. Moss, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.